check, no. check. Oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah. How's that sound? Good. Sound better out here. Well, 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 welcome to Between Sundays. My name is Tyler, and great news, bonus pod. Today, Barry and Marin are not here. It's just me. Well, I had the pleasure of interviewing my friend and comedian, John Christ. And so um, he's somebody that I've known for about 15 or so years, and I've always wanted to talk to him. Uh, He is somebody that I, when we talk about discipleship and we talk about growing in our faith, he is the person, he is the person in my life who through these 15 years, through uh, all through college and beyond, uh, he is somebody that I just chose to pour into and chose to be poured into to grow closer to God. And so um, I've wanted to talk to him for a long time and share with you guys. Uh, th- does he go to Grace Church? No. Does he have anything to do with Grace Church? He's been here a couple times. Um, and so if, you, if you're not familiar with John, he's a, he's a Christian comedian. Uh, a lot of what he has to say about... Christianity or, or, or the church in general in 2018 is is not only funny, but it's very um, applicable to who we are and uh, the culture that we kind of navigate within. And so I hope you enjoy it. Um, if you don't know who he is, you may, you've probably seen his videos, his YouTube videos floating around. Uh, at the most recent show I went to, a lot of people... Um, we're walking by his booth in like a in the lobby at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, and we're like, ah, who is this guy? Who is this guy? But then, as soon as you say like, he's the he's the scripture lady walking through the mall, or he's the coach of a football team at a Christian high school who was interviewed after the game, gave a post game conference. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So um, hopefully, you find this life giving. Um, we talk. This is a pretty serious conversation. Hopefully you'll find it funny, but um, there's some serious things we have to say to each other. And um, he sat down in my living room. We talk about how he has discovered and lived into his calling, which is the reason I wanted to interview him um, in in terms of how it relates to Grace Church, because we want to be a church that propels people into their destiny and their calling. And he is somebody in my life who has truly discovered what God has put him on this earth for, and he is living into that. We, we talk about failure um, how he has navigated that, not just as a comedian, but as a public figure. We talk about why he chose uh, to be a Christian comedian, because for the first couple years that I knew he was doing comedy, he was in, he was not doing Christian shows. And so he made that switch. We talk about why he made that switch. Uh, and then we talk about anxiety and depression, which is an issue that all of us deal with in some form or fashion, whether we know somebody who's dealing with that or we deal with it ourselves. John and I are not exempt from dealing with this. And so hopefully you find this conversation life-giving. Uh, we wanted to make this a bonus pod and, uh, yeah, hopefully John can come do a show at Grace sometime. I'll keep my fingers crossed, but until then, enjoy the conversation between me and John Christ. All right, John, thanks for, uh, sitting. Dude, this is an intro. I was going to go three, two, one. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, all right, John, thanks for, uh, joining me here at my house. We've never done a podcast at my First house. Time. Can I get an intro, dude? Yeah. Hey, what well, are you going to say about so prior what, to me gonna, coming on? Yeah, prior to you coming on, oh, I'm going to okay, talk about yeah. how you know for for a guy who is in front of people a lot, you very insecure. I mean, you you're uncomfortable with the nuances of well, being introduced and talking in I'm a just going to need forum. to just run it over, just run it by me before you i'm just gonna need sure I don't you gotta my, you gotta approve it i know my main talking points are in there i'm just kidding yeah do whatever you want it's all good so you and i have been friends i was doing the math we went to college together and we met each other in the fall of 2002 no yeah because yeah, 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 yeah you I were transferred, transferred in yeah and we met 2002 brutal and brutal i mean 2002 John Christ was brutal. well yeah so okay. are you dude <laughs> yeah for sure this isn't I don't want to talk about that <laughs> okay necessarily but we've been friends Skip. for a long time yeah and I, I wanted to bring you on this is a show called between Sundays and we right we our goal is to help the people of Grace Church because that's our primary audience the people of Grace Church and in the surrounding communities listen um, or live live their faith out in between going to church on Sundays. And so only time I ever come there is for plays. Yeah. You've been to That's Grace Church between a couple times. the Sundays. 
That's right. Yeah. You've come a couple times. And so I want to talk from everything about you, who you are, how you got started. Um, because I got to be honest, I knew you for like 10 years before you started doing comedy and Mm. out of all of our friends in college who I thought would be a famous somebody. Okay. That's kind of hurtful, dude. No, I mean, you would have been top seven, but not, (laughs) not the number one, man. So, um, yeah, let's start there then. So uh, let talk, Um, share a little bit about, um, who you are, how you, how you started believing in yourself as a comedian. Uh, well, so, all right. So I can really take credit for this, but John Acuff, you've read some of his books. Yeah. He said, finding your, finding your dream. This is like, sounds really cliche, but it's actually pretty brilliant. So it's not, a, it's not an act of discovery. It's more an act of recovery. Finding your dream is an act of recovery. Yeah. Instead of discovery, like you're like, I need to discover what I'm like, but you, odds are you were probably doing this thing as a kid or when you were young and then you put, you shelved it. Okay. So you're bringing something out of you you, rather than looking for something something that's already in you. So if you like to, you know, draw or something when you were Mm -hmm. a kid or you always liked organization or I, I got a buddy that was when he was young, like he's an investor now, but when he was a kid, he was like, his mom would pay him like $5 to like rake the leaves and he would like sell it to a neighbor kid to do it for three. And then he would probably, you know what I'm saying? So like, now he's a business owner. Yeah. And yeah. I was never like that. So it's a lot of times people are in their twenties or like people like us, like I need to find my calling or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's likely something that's, it's, that you're already familiar with. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I was always as a kid, like, I mean, you would always, you said it's unlikely that I was a comedian, but you thought it was funny. Yeah. You were definitely a funny Not, guy. Like, publicly funny, but I was like roasting things. For and, like, sure. Yeah. 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 So it was like, that was kind of, I mean, I, I remember when I graduated college, I worked for that company that was like running football clinics or something like that. Yeah. I do remember yeah. what, <laughs> so you've had a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs. Yeah. You graduated college in 2006, e, 2006. Yeah. And then yeah. you Do went I have a better GPA to- than you. We shared the same major, and you, from what I remember, oh, I cheated off you. Yeah, you took all my papers <laughs> and global just basically did. plagiarized everything. Well, yeah, you said global warming was true, and I was like, I don't think it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this isn't a political <laughs> oh, yeah. podcast. That's next week. Yeah. I'm just so, um, you went out to Colorado yeah, and worked so, for a company that sold football clinics. Yeah, it was around yeah, the country. Yeah. All right. Well, I, so during that time, I had like. I also like, I started this website and I was like very, like I was trying a lot of things like mm-hmm. people in their like twenties. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what to do. But like, well, what are you, you work at Starbucks or you're not, not yeah. that's a bad, it's not a noble calling. But like I was, I started this website about like football. And then I like, I had this business where I would go up and down the interstates and buy those cars. You remember that? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I thought this is a brilliant idea. What'd like you call a, yourself? You called yourself Magic Magician, the Midnight Mechanic, dude. Midnight Mechanic. Yeah. yeah. So while well, I partnered with this guy, <laughs> the Midnight Mechanic. So it was that always like so creepy, and then I <laughs> nebulous. <laughs> Just for sure, we got no business. <laughs> yeah. But then I was also like teaching tennis, and then so I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy with this life. Mm-hmm. That'd be fair to say. I don't. I'm not happy with this. Yeah. So I was trying. You gonna cut that out? Yeah. It's, it's that's my dog. Yeah, that's my dog in the yeah. background. You can hear him barking a little they, bit. They, they, there's no way they can hear that, right? <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Exactly. Hopefully not. So I was like, I was, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you can definitely this. hear that. Nah, I don't. Th- what do you want? What are you gonna do about it? Oh yeah, is she down there, Lauren? Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm editing this you out. Can't, you can't just yell at your wife. So, at what point were you like, I need? To do something different, and I think that thing is going to be comedy. Uh, never. And okay. people, somebody asked me, like, how did you know when comedy was a career? I don't even know that now. Really? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to do anything else. But I'm not like, like, you know, when you're like taking over a company, like I'm going to do like, mm-hmm. it could, like it could all be gone tomorrow. Not really, but like I don't know. So you feel like your career could be gone tomorrow? Uh, nah, really. But I mean, you're like, it's, it's not like the most, like if you're, I'm like trying to land a wife, it's not the highest amount yeah, of job security. It's a bad, it's a bad uh, career <laughs> for a family man. She's like, right? how's your 401k? That's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but there was a point where you're like, I need something more 
in my life, I, there's something different for me. What was that for you? Uh, all right. So I don't like, I, I don't know. I would always, I started like writing stuff down. Like a, just like a, I didn't, I wasn't like planning on being a comic. I wasn't planning. I mean, we kind of like wrote like for like, do you write for like the, the, like Sanford magazine or the newspaper? You and I? You did. Well, I, I definitely did. Yeah. I didn't write for them, but I wrote, I wrote a couple of things for them. And then I wrote like, uh, not like editorial pieces, but then I'd like wrote for this sports website about like, yeah, like random. I was like, I don't, I, but I didn't like, I was like, I don't really like doing that. But, uh, cause you, you in college, you wanted to be like on TV. Yeah. I wanted to be on TV. So you, yeah. you always had an eye for performing. Yeah, yeah. And like a desire to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went to the news channel, I was an intern at CBS and I had to, they had to read off the teleprompter. Yeah. And I was like, just tell me like the story. And then I'll just like, give me the bullet points and I'll just like make it up. They're like, for sure. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. We can't do like, that. Oh, I can't do that. News organization. I was like, and then somebody told me to be, you should try stand up comedy. <laughs> so someone recommended it to you in 2006 in college. Oh, really? That was the first time that thought had ever gone into my head and it took three years to to like get up the courage. So you started writing. um, I was like, that's funny. That's like the commercial is funny or like the idea is funny. I just wrote it down. I didn't know what I was like writing it down for. I just wrote it down. What was the first joke you ever told in a public forum? Uh, I said, um, the first time I did an open mic, I said, uh, my skin's kind of dark in the summer. This is the first joke I ever told. My skin's like dark in the summer. And people asked me what race I am. I said, I'm not white. I'm more like wheat. <laughs> and here you are today. And I was like, well, my dad's white, but my mom's nine grain. So it's kind of like it's the worst. I was like confident. I was like, this joke's going to kill. And nobody liked it. No. Crickets. But Tim Hawkins told me, so that was the first time I ever did stand up comedy and it bombed. It was like mm-hmm. no one, it wouldn't succeed. And he told me something important. I think about pursuing your dreams or finding your calling. He's like, you know, it's something you're designed to do when you do it and you fail at it and you want to do it again. Hmm. You're like, oh, that. I immediately got off stage. I was like, oh, okay, next time I'm going to switch this joke around. I'm going to come up. So it didn't do this. It didn't make you feel like I need to quit. No. Cause like if you, if, but if I did something miserably failed at the football clinic business, I would want to quit. Cause I'm not passionate about that. I didn't care about it. Yeah. I just wanted the results and the money and move on. So it wasn't, I was like, like we don't, you know, I don't clever clock out of like comedy. Mm-hmm. I clocked out of work. So mm-hmm. at five o'clock, I'm done with that until tomorrow morning at nine. I'll think about mm-hmm. this again. Now it's like anybody who's passionate about their career, I would say is always mm-hmm. like my cousin who's like a contractor. He's always like looking at, you know, look at this flooring. Look at this. Oh, look at the way this house is. Look at this crown mold. He's always, he's never like, oh, I got to. Do you know what any of that stuff is? No. I just have to try to think of crown uh, molding. Uh, Do you yeah, know what that is? Uh, I think it's like, uh, I don't know, part of the carpet or something. <laughs> it's like the stuff that goes around the baseboard. It's like the baseboard, but for the yeah, top. Up, yeah, yeah. It's up on the ceiling. You don't have any up in here. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. yeah. Crown molding. You got to get on that. Um, so dealing with failure is a huge part of being a comedian. I would imagine. Yep. Huge. How, how do you deal with, how have you chosen to deal with those times where it does feel like you're failing? Like, how do you internalize that? Uh, okay, well, my failure would be very, even if you never saw a live show, it would be very public, like yeah. my videos. That's what I mean. So you're like, you had one that went 30 million of views. What do you, like, like, I learned, the biggest one, the first one I had was Christian Girl Instagram. That went yeah. huge. And that's the first time I ever had one, like, and, and that, like, handicapped me for, I think, a year. What do you mean? I, like I didn't put anything else out. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, it went like 400,000. Mm-hmm. And that was like, at the time was like, this is the most, I like, I think I'm like money was raining down on me from heaven. It wasn't, but that's what I thought yeah. would happen. Cause and everybody's talking about it. Everybody. everybody. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't, I, and I was like crippled for a year. Cause I was like, I don't know what to put out. I got to have this brilliant idea. Yeah. And now I know as soon as I have a big one, put something out like the next week, really something just, even if it's terrible. Just to distance yours because that's not gotcha. Because you're like, oh, like if the, I mean, artists are like that too. They got a gigantic monster single, and then what's next? Who knows? It's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> it is. It's probably going to be terrible. Yeah, 
And that's that's part of the creative process of yeah. like trying to be better than you were before. Oh, or, or like if so, so if the biggest video is thirty million, everything that's not that now is a failure. Yeah, if that's one way of that, but that you're gonna you're gonna cripple your like. Yeah, somebody asked me like, how did this video from my sister just asked me this video from last week? How I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how it is. Like I. I spent all my time making it, editing it, writing it, producing it. And you don't watch, you don't like, well, once once it, it's out, you don't pay attention I, to it. I do. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, of course I pay attention. I'm not like, uh, <laughs> of course I pay, but I'll, I'll, yeah. But like, I'm already like now I'm not, all the thought went into that. And when I press publish, if you ask me, how was that video from two weeks ago? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I want to talk about, okay. I got all these other yeah. ideas. And so like, people come up to me in the meet and greet line and like, we loved this one. Mm-hmm. We loved this one. We loved this one. We loved this one. Or I first found you because of mm-hmm. this football coach video. That's why I'm here. And this other person's like, I found you because the Bible verse like That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of got to look at the whole body of work. Do you feel like you're more, cause I remember when you were starting, it was like you were in clubs, you were in comedy clubs, you were in bars, you were at Chili's. Chili's, come on. <laughs> they did a show at Applebee's. Chili's. Yeah, that was everywhere, bro. Um, now you've pretty much carved a niche out of being a comedian for the Christian, primarily Christian audiences. Yeah. Right. And you're, yep. you're, you're currently on a winter jam tour. Can't get more Christian than that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you travel around to different churches. Yeah. Um, at what point were you like, this is, this is exactly the type and the like, wheelhouse yeah for me i actually i was in la and i was trying to get into this comedy club there's like the comedy store which is like the top iconic comedy club where everyone came up there you know Mm -hmm. chris rock and david leno and uh, david david leno heads up jay leno david letterman and uh i was trying to get in get into these comedy clubs and i was like man once i get in there that's gonna be like the they're gonna accept me if i'm in at the comedy store and you do you know, you start out with like a minute at like two in the morning and then you bump you up. And then my buddy who's in at the comedy, he's like, dude, wait, so you're performing for like 1,500, 2,000 people in like Wichita. At a church. Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do you think is here hmm. that these people don't like? Had you thought about that? No, I okay. just thought that's where I thought though I wanted to be in with them. Yeah. Because when you're, you feel like excluded, for, he's like, go those people love you, dude. Go, we would all die to have a crowd like that. Hmm. Like we, that guy's, he's been on the tonight show 10 times and he can't sell 30 tickets in Phoenix. Hmm. He's like, what, what are you doing here? Go where, and the, like Louis CK said, uh, if you're going to be good, all you got to do is write what you know about. So like, let's say a joke about, not the best days to quote Louis C.K. Uh, not but. the best. Yeah, he's a little. He needs some better PR. Maybe take some time. <laughs> I think he, he needs a lot more yeah, than that. Take some. Take some time away. Yeah. Uh, but he said, so like, write what you know about. So if you want to mean, for example, to write a joke about smoking weed, I, or for for example, I don't know about that culture. Okay. Right? I don't know about that life. So they was like, what's your joke? I'll be like, I don't know. I like smoke weed and like go to Taco Bell. Oh yeah. That's yeah. the extent yeah. of my knowledge. Of okay. That. So you're not in the, you're not, not in the yeah, group I'm not in it. So I can't, yeah. I'm not going to be the best. Now the guy that, you know, works at a dispensary and smoke, he would have a better yeah, yeah. knowledge. That's so, not part of who you are. But if you're talking about somebody do a joke about uh swag seminary, about pastors that try to dress a certain way to like, that's I don't you're, know if anyone else in the country is making jokes like that. Yeah. So you've like, definitely carved out a unique yeah. position on who you are uh, going after in your yeah. comedy and also who you are making jokes for. Right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that a little Which bit. Both Christian. You're going after them. and Right. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a really yeah. unique yeah. position because your, your fans have to be in on the joke. Right, like Ideally. the people who love you, yeah, yeah, are in on the joke. They yeah. they understand. They can laugh at themselves. They can laugh at the culture that they're a part of. Right. They can laugh at. I mean, if you're doing a church show, they can laugh at their own church and their own. You came to that show. I like roasted the whole down in Greenwood. You had a yeah. show, and you yeah, you you like, roasted the church that was hosting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good business move. <laughs> yeah. So, what? Uh, 
what goes into like the church culture, Christian culture is a giant, huge entity. Yeah. At what part of you are like, I'm going for you. I'm going for that, but also you're going to pay me to go for that. Uh, like, did it just naturally happen or was that a conscious decision? Like, these are the jokes I'm going to tell. And there's a bunch of people that get it and they'll come. Yeah. Okay. So like, if, if you like the, the roast of like Justin Bieber, like he was like, they crushed him. Yeah. But those were all his friends. Yeah. He hung, I know for a fact, Chris D'Elia is a buddy of his. Kevin Hart is a buddy of his. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't think it's so much roasting the church as much as if they know you're with them. So it's not like the church, like you guys are idiots. It's like, we are idiots. Right. That first okay. So when, you're, you're in with them, not necessarily they're in with you. Yeah. I'm but part like, I, I'm like, I'm with, yeah. I'm like, I love Jesus. I, th- I think I honestly have said, like, I think the local church knowing everything that's happening in politics in the world these days, the local church might be the only hope. I honestly do believe that. Yeah. But that being said, some we of got the some things, things to talk yeah, about. We got, <laughs> <laughs> we got some things. Some of that, when that first video that came out about the trashing like Christian music, mm-hmm. everybody's like, wait, so is this guy a Christian? About you? Yes. Cause if I am, that video is hilarious. Yeah. If I'm not, then it's like very offensive. Religious freedom attack. Very offensive. Yeah. Yeah. So if like, if, if like, we've done this before on my Instagram when like, I remember when I posted that joke about like the barbecue grill mm-hmm. and then you were like, dude, you don't know how to use a barbecue grill. Yeah. You and, do and do you yet know how to use a barbecue grill? For sure. No. <laughs> okay. But then like all of my fans are like, dude, don't talk to him like that. He's yeah. Your then, fans attack. Yeah. Me as they, sh- but they didn't know that you're in. Yeah. You're you. you that's funny for yeah. you, for you and me. We get it. But now if they don't some know other that I guy, get it. they yeah. were like, dude, you don't know how to use a barbecue grill. You're a uh, weak or something. I, yeah. That would be not, I probably wouldn't be hurt by that, but you, yeah, it's yeah. the same type thing. You're like, it's like, so like all these brands that I've like every artist on winter jam I've crushed mm-hmm. in the past. And I got out there and I was kind of like hiding in my green room. Cause I was like, I don't know if these people <laughs> like, like they're called, coming for me. I called like, I called skillet, the Christian Nickelback <laughs> in that video. That Christian music video. Do they know about that? Yeah. So I got, I got, I was like sitting in the first, we had like this meet and greet the first night and I it's, walked up and he goes, Hmm, John Christ, we know who you are. Oh no. Like in a fun way. Yeah. Like in a fun way. He was like, and he was thrilled. Oh, he like, yeah. He, he was like, he was like, dude, I, this is dead serious. He goes, I was actually like secretly between me and you just like honored to be in it. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. I'm like, cause you're roasting like the, the top. Yeah. The big, like you can you roast made it. Skillet cause everyone knows Skillet. Yeah. And he was like, oh dude, we made it. Like if you were roasting like Christian comics and I wasn't in it. Yeah. I'd be like, hey dude. Yeah. What were, <laughs> right. do, do me bro. Yeah. Do me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, you can't roast like uh, you know, some band that no one's ever heard of. So what would you say? You've been to a lot of churches, big Man. churches, little churches, maybe house churches. I don't know. I don't know. But you've been to a lot of places. Yep. What, and you said there's some things to talk about. Yeah. What, because what one thing Grace Church is trying to do this year is we're trying to um, establish and decide and discover what our identity is in our community, our surrounding community, as well as like, we're, we're going to rebrand this year. We're going to yeah. say, this is who we want to be to the world. Yeah. What have you seen if there's like one trend or one thing that if you could tell churches like grace yeah because you've been to grace many times if there's one thing that you've seen that you're like man we need to talk about this you guys yeah. need to i would say together. for you guys like your guest services like you they, i'm just joking i'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe i don't know <laughs> just kidding <laughs> your nursery for sure no i'm just kidding uh i think a lot of when i so i go i'm in like four or five churches a week right mm-hmm. so you go i feel like you go to this church you know like here like this guy's the guy, this guy's like a celebrity, this guy's like, and I feel like when, when we're out, I wouldn't say proselytizing, but when we're out reaching people, I feel like in a lot of ways, we are, you're reaching people for Grace Church, not for Jesus. Hmm. Like come to, and then if somebody's like, hey, actually I'm going to go to, and you're like, ugh, 
Oh, competition. Yeah, for like don't even, yeah. or somebody leaves. It's like, dude, don't even talk to them anymore. Yeah, and it's like that's sometimes we do a show if I if I'm I can't this church can't afford me. Like sometimes somebody's like, we'll just get a couple churches together and we'll just host a comedy show. I go, whose building is it going to be at? And they're like, well, it's going to be at our building. I was like, okay, uh, yeah, the other you think these other churches are going to pay to bring me in to send all their members to the other church competitor for fun times? So you would say one, of the, doing that. one of the biggest problems in Christian culture and church culture is the competition between churches. Yeah. Like they're reaching like, eleva- like every church goes through like their time. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, elevation is now the church. Yeah. Like everybody's like elevation, elevation or like the, you know, or in, in, but in the past, like IHOP used to be the church, I think, or like the, the spirit, if you want to call it the, the, the spirit has moved in different areas. Sure. And, and yeah. Maybe you say God has anointed a certain church or, or, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, even all these Christian bands, they're like, they've come and they've gone. And if you call me like the hot up and coming, my time's going to come too. Yeah. And there's going to be another comic that is younger and newer and cooler. And like, who are we reaching all these people for the Lord or like, to build we got to fill our building and we got to sell our books and we got to so like if if your church i mean there's five churches on the road on the way to your church right if you guys were like this if we could split it up geographically like all right we're in charge of these two square miles <laughs> yeah. every widow every orphan every uh-huh. homeless person every kid that needs a ride to school every somebody that needs blankets, everybody that can't cover the electric bill in the winter. We're responsible for this. Mm-hmm. We'd, that would solve all of America's problems. Do you think? Yeah, that, that is uh that requires people to know exactly who their audience is. I mean, yeah, yeah. I need to know exactly what you're going through. If I am responsible for, if you live on my block, I need to know. And do you guys, I would say, we do a poor job of that of the neighborhood. Yeah. And that's yeah. something we're trying to do this year. Like we're investing resources into d- trying to understand what our community needs right. from a church. Like we're, we're literally cold calling people yeah. and saying, well, do you know who we are? Do you know who grace church is? Do yeah, you know, yeah. like what, what do you think a, a community like the one you live in needs from a church? And then I want grace church do, to carve yeah. out, do that those services for w- services that match the community th- in which we live right. yeah so we're 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 going to get better at that i would say right yeah. now I, i'm not totally sure anybody does a great job of I that i think anybody does. Yeah. yeah and i i would say well, a lot of times we go into churches and i they're like a obsessed with like the visitors the visitor what if the visitors come in we need visitor parking we need yeah. coffee we need a greeter we need someone to help them with the seats we need someone to help so like you got let's say two thousand people coming in there on sunday and you got 20 visitors all your staff meeting all your all these meetings all these parking spots are designed for those people but mm-hmm. if the if the 980 people that come there and are faithful and loyal and give their you give them an experience that they have to go to their neighbor and be like, dude, you got to come to grace. Yeah. But instead it's not that it's this like kind of like, we don't want to offend anybody type like, and so it, do you think members of grace are going out to their workplaces and to their schools and they're like, grace changed my life. You, you should come with me. That's the way it should work. That's the way it should, yeah, it should yeah. be. It shouldn't be. And there are certainly people I know that there are certainly people that do that at Grace yeah. Church, but I think every church's job is to um, is to inspire and empower the people that come. Don't worry about the visitors. Yeah, I mean, not, well, don't worry about them. Yeah, but. that's one of my approaches this year for for Easter. Is like, it's not the church's job. Six centurions. What'd you say coming from the ceiling? That was your line in that video. What that Easter video I made? We need six Roman centurions. Oh. Going <laughs> You made an Easter video last year, the year before. Of a and you pastor. had a line in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but something I want to do this year for Easter is empower the people of grace. Like 
you can do this. You can bring your friends and the yeah. people that you care about to a church that you love. You can yeah. do this and we are going to help you. Yeah. It's not the other way around. Like we're not going to go to your friends. We don't know your friends. Yeah, we, we, we are not yeah, going to go invite them, yeah. but you can yeah. and we will help you. But yeah, if, if let's say this, like, uh, I just saw the greatest showman last night or what is that what it's called? Yeah. The movie. Uh, <laughs> All right. So if, you loved it, huh? Loved it. If this, and I immediately told you about it. Yeah. You are a friend the of mine. First thing you said when you, when I saw you today, your friend of mine that I care about that I w- wish yeah. w- happiness to, or mm-hmm. those pair of new balances somehow were the most amazing things you ever yeah, put you t- on your you feet. You talk about what you love. You'd be like, dude, I don't care about what you got. The, you gotta buy these new balances. It, they're, the, the best shoes you I would knowing my relationship with you I would buy them yeah I would literally buy them if Jesse, you have a transformational experience anywhere church doesn't matter doesn't matter if it's church doesn't matter if it's I've had several at McDonald's what changed my life transformational great food yeah oh, or like oh, yeah this is Big Macs unbelievable I had McDonald's for the first time in maybe four years one time when Lauren was out of town oh yeah recently wife goes out yeah it, lose I, it dark place it's right here though i know it's like a mile from here i hadn't eaten it and my it was bad yeah but there so there's like uh movies that you've seen that you're like wow yeah you're definitely talking about the things that you love everybody is yeah everybody and so that's the only reason i'm successful is because they were like oh my goodness this video i saw i have to send it to my mom, my sister, my pastor, yep. my aunt. They, and so it's have the, to it's see the church's this. job or any organization's job to provide the experience that is ready to transform the people that engage with it. That's the church's job. Right. Not my job is not maybe to like put out Facebook ads to be like, Hey, new comedian, John Chris, go to his website. Yeah. That is way less effective as somebody watching a video, loving it and saying, Hey, mm-hmm. you have to see this. Mm-hmm. Because you've recommended things to me that are like, like you know, a podcast, like, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do that for anybody. But if you, or a book. Well, Between Sundays can get pretty, uh, yeah, pretty lengthy. Yeah. Pretty windy. Well, what about books you've recommended to me? Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't, yeah. who, how many, how many, what's the list of people that you read a book that they recommended? Maybe, five. may, mm, I don't even know about Like five. your wife, your, maybe your wife. Uh, no, we don't really share the same taste in books. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, your wife for sure. Ah, well, yeah, yeah. Maybe she'd be six on the yeah, list. Yeah. So if you're like, if I was like, I mean, I was like, dude, you have to read. You'd be like, done. Yeah. That's happened. Actually. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's, um, let's talk about that a little bit because there, there's been a season in both of our lives where we weren't the most healthy Yeah, and we were recommending, like we still do to a certain degree. Um, we recommend books. We recommend movies. We, we send emails back and forth. We send texts back and forth. Yep. But both you and I have ha- had a significant journey with yep. anxiety and depression. And there, there's a whole season where you were pretty much everything to me during my season of that, where yeah. you were one of the only people in the world that I was able to tell anything to. And I know that when you were going through your situation, you had, you had a few people that you were talking to, but there was a season where we would email each other back and forth. And the title of the email, like this went over the course of like two years, the title of the email was life. Yeah. 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 And I remember, I wonder if we still have those. Oh yeah. They still exist. Oh, can you delete them please? Cause no, could be incriminating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's probably definitely for sure. But, uh, that email thread was like, the most raw and honest and vulnerable and real interactions that I've ever had with a friend. And I know there's, I I would love for you to share however much of your story you want to share with your battle with anxiety, depression, but I want listeners to know we were talking before, before this podcast about how you, you don't think it's even possible to become healthy over over something like anxiety, depression, or addiction without, yeah. without community, without friendships. No without, way. Okay. No way. So do you mind sharing just a little bit about some of your journey through yeah. some of these issues? Well, I, I remember those emails and I like, so I, I'm like a ADD or OCD, whatever you want about cleaning my email box. Yeah. So like that thing, 
would go all the way down. I would have like one email and it would be that one because mm-hmm. I don't delete it if it's still having, I still have to do it. Yeah. So I'm like, that would, that thing would sit there for like month or cause sometimes it would go two months in between. Yep. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't every day or a week yeah. or anything. Sometimes. So when you say like, even in my job now, if you say, you know, I got to, you know, I got to update the website. I got to do the contracts for work. I got to, uh, I got to book the flights. But when you have to write jokes, you have to connect mm-hmm. and you have to think and you have to be, that's the hardest part of my day is to write mm-hmm. all the other stuff I can do mindlessly. So like you're a, the close that I cannot, I cannot based on a relationship, cannot lie. Mm-hmm. Or if I was, you could spot the insincerity of it. Yeah. Like if I wanted to like dance around something, you'd be like, dude, come on, bro. Cause we know each other. Like, like this is not what you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So you could dance around it, but then if you want to do it, it's like, ah, mom, I, I have to. And every week it would be on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Respond to the emails. Well, why is that so hard mm-hmm. to do? But it's the most life giving. Because you're honest. Yeah. It's so, so hard else about, and it's like somebody, like, even if uh, you, you hear, sometimes you would hear somebody like, uh, I did this, um, uh, right to life. I did a comedy show at like a, uh, whatever they call those, uh, like a gala or something. Yeah. Like a, a fundraiser for like uh pro-life something or other. Yeah. And this girl got up and told her abortion story mm-hmm. and it didn't, she had no problem, no shame. No. And like she had worked it all. Mm-hmm. She, she'd gone through all of it. She, you know, confessed it to people. She went to counseling. She went through work, like, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, that those secrets didn't hold. I was like, how did she just talk openly about that with no, you know what I'm saying? Obviously yeah. like she's remorseful, but she's worked through it. So mm-hmm. like a lot of things are like, before you can like, I tell people with any kind of like secret or maybe like addiction or maybe like struggle, if you don't have anyone to talk to, just write it, mm. just get it out of your head, just put mm-hmm. it down. And then if, if like I, the first time I was ever like vulnerable with anyone, it was like a professional. It was a professional therapist that I literally paid 60 bucks an hour. Way too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to tell them. Yeah. And that was therapeutic. That person didn't really, I think it was just therapeutic to get it out. And I was like, okay, this person didn't call the cops. This person didn't judge you judge me. And a lot of my, struggles at the time were sexual and like Mm -hmm. dealing with all the shame. Like I should be this great Christian person and I'm, I got all these secrets. So then that happened. And Mm -hmm. then I think I told, let's say I told you Mm -hmm. and then you were like, all right. Yeah. And you, and our relationship somehow grew stronger. And I was like, wait, what? I -hmm. thought you were supposed to now cast me out because I, and you, and it didn't. Right. Well, what that did is it gave me permission to be honest and vulnerable vulnerable about the things like anger or yeah, yeah. um selfishness or whatever whatever there was a point where yeah, I was sure. like yeah. I was like man I don't know if I can be a husband because yeah. I feel like I am squandering yeah a great woman's joy by me judging her because of I don't have what she has and she, I don't feel like she's going to, or I don't, she didn't respect me and I need her to respect me. And there was a whole like season where I was like, I don't know if I have it. I don't know what the issue is, but I know that there's an issue and just talking, it's definitely my fault. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But just talking to you in those emails, what you did is you gave me permission to talk to someone other than my wife yeah about this stuff and um yeah so i i think that i think think you're right it's only sick is your secrets man yeah it's like a like a but like so if i talk to you about i talked to a professional i wrote it down talked to a professional talked to a close friend Mm -hmm. then talked to family members Mm -hmm. then talked to parents and then not one time was anyone ever like, wow, dude, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Or, wow, I can't believe you did that. Or I thought you were a better Christian. Or I thought you, you know, would you would went through a season where I like drank too much or like would try to like silence my anxieties or depressions that way. 
And not once, if you now see where I think we remember that like a couple of years ago when Charles Barkley like got caught, he was like had like prostitutes With in his, his donuts? car and he was like going to get Coke. What? It was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. But. but yeah, you don't even remember it. And he goes, yeah, man, I got some problems. I need to, I need to get some things in life. I like, I really, I, I'm in a low place and I need some help. And we were all like, dude, we love you. Yeah. We love you, dude. Go like by all means. But then you, so there, everybody, especially here in America, I think everybody has unlimited amount of forgiveness for people who are like, I got a problem. broken. But when we discover them, and they are trying to keep it a secret, that's mm-hmm. when we crush them. That's when the <laughs> yeah. media crushes them. Yeah. When you're like, oh, this guy was supposed to be a, a politician and he's sleeping with the secretary, or this guy's supposed to be a pastor and he's an alcoholic. And mm-hmm. we, if we discover it, we crush them. Yeah. But if someone comes out and says, hey, I got a problem, I need some help, a hundred times out of a hundred, everybody's like, yeah, dude. We love you. Yeah. We got problems too. Right? Do you feel like, do you feel like that's your, I mean, not that you have a message in your comedy, but do you feel like that's what you've got to say to Christian culture? I think in a lot of ways. Yeah. Cause I, cause I, you've experienced it yourself. You've experienced, cause you are in a great place now, right? Yeah. You were in at least a better place than we were when we were oh, in my that personal email. life. I yeah. think meant in my public, like, like, like humor wise. I was like, I think I'm doing good. No, no, you know, no. I, I mean, yeah, your personal, personal life. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, in a yeah, great, yeah. healthy place. Yeah. And, um, but not, not, out, not out of the woods. But well, I don't, I don't know that we're ever out of the woods. Yeah, like true. when we, yeah. when, when I, I've been on medication for anxiety and depression for years. Yeah. I don't know that I will ever stop taking it. I hope yeah. that I will, but when I, I can feel when I'm not taking it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'll ever be out of Whatever. the woods, yeah. but it's always yeah. a constant, you know, yeah, work. There's say, always yeah. constant work to do. Um, but I feel like you've experienced healing through community. You've experienced healing through non-judgment. You've experienced healing through other people. Um, T- um, replacing shame with forgiveness and replacing shame with uh, help and support. Yeah, that I feel like, and you've got a lot to say to the Christian community yep. through jokes. Yeah, like we thinly, gotta, thinly veiled. Well, like, or not veiled. Yeah. <laughs> like we, <laughs> like there's there's some problems that you see with it, and part of it, yep. I wonder if your main message at the, like when you retire or when we're old and looking back on life, like. I wonder if your message is to create a community, like you wish Christian community and church community was more of what you're talking about of like, uh, yeah. So, so my, it, in stand up, what the stand up comic is doing is saying everything that people are, are mm-hmm. thought they couldn't say. So I'm like, have you ever thought about, does anyone ask you to pray for something so stupid? You're like, I ain't praying for that. That's a thought everyone's had. Yeah. And the only reason that joke is funny is because everyone's like, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. It's already in everyone's mind. Yeah. So it would be in a lot of ways disingenuous of me to expose all these other and then not be honest about myself. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. dude, you just crushed everybody. Are you what? And then to be like, Hey, I've like talked about it on my show. Like, I'm a little, I get like, I'm not up here because of confidence. I'm up here because of like insecurity. Yeah. Like I don't, it's not because I'm proud or strong or arrogant. It's because I need this affirmation so bad. And then everybody's like, ah, oh, dude, we love you. Dude. Yeah. You know, they're not I like, I think, I mean, you haven't always done that with your comedy either. Yeah, That's no. a recent development. I've yeah, been one time it. I said, uh, so I was like this, this coming March, I will celebrate like one year free from pornography. Mm-hmm. And I, I told that at a show one time. <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> that was a real knee said, slapper, huh? I said, no, not in, not, not in the joke type of way, but I go like, hey, I don't know why I thought this is a good idea. I go, hey, I just told this on a podcast last, last week. I said, hey, if anyone's like struggling, like I would love to like chat with you. I'll be out at the merch table. And like, for sure, no one came to the merch table. Because... <laughs> No one, like, who's going to come? Like, yeah. no one's going to be like, hey, oh, like, even if somebody comes to the merch table, like, oh, that guy must. Mm, yep. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk to you about your pornography so, addiction. Come to like, the merch table. I think my, like, manager, like, dude, what happened to merch sales? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry. I, <laughs> oh, no. But, like, good intentions. Didn't go well. But that, 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 so there's nothing funny about, like, uh, that. 
topic, right? There's like, sometimes we make like, I, I got crushed one time where I was making a joke. I still, I told this, uh, so in the Atlanta airport, they have these signs like sex trafficking, not welcome here. And there's a girl with like chains on her mm-hmm. wrists and like a guy, like a, like a, like a criminal looking guy, like exchanging cash with this other guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how it's happening. Like if we <laughs> saw that, we would report that. Yeah. A hundred times out of a hundred. Red flag. Yeah. So people are like, oh, really? You're making a joke about sex? No. Not, I don't think anything's funny about that topic, right? But not, nor is there anything funny about pornography or the usage of pornography. Nothing funny about that. But if you can use humor to make that something acceptable to discuss. Yeah. Everybody wins. Because, like, they say what topics are across the line to talk about at a comedy show. Uh, you don't talk about sex. You don't talk about drinking. You don't talk about drugs. Well, your pastor is talking about all of those things, but not in a – he's not glorifying them, mm-hmm. right? He's discussing all those topics in on Sunday morning. So as long as my comedy isn't encouraging that kind of – like, I don't think anyone would be surprised to know that John Christ – drinks alcohol do you think i don't know i i i don't think if you watched literally anything i've ever you were like the, they were like oh you saw john Chris drinking everybody's like yeah okay we figured <laughs> well we yeah. figured that if they are surprised and mad about it it's not something that you've tried to hide you know what i yeah, mean so yeah, like yeah, therefore yeah. it's like well you shouldn't have been surprised like this is on you because i've yeah. i'm open about it yeah, and i don't a, and if you if you like if we're all like sad that let's say Tiger Woods like cheated on his wife. I let's say he did. Uh, no, no, he for sure did. <laughs> let's okay. say well, or, Imagine or, or, a world where yeah, yeah, yeah. Or say like I'm not I wasn't I never put Tiger Woods up to be this right? And everything that I've dealt with with pastors and and yeah. all kind of scandals of every sort, I'm like, I never like if my pastor now, heaven forbid, got in the worst kind of situation, drugs, money, set whatever it was, I'd be like, oh man, bummer. I still love him. Yeah, I love him. And my point is, I think that that's what you are. That's where we need to go. Tempting to create. That is the type of community and posture you, through your comedy and your work, are trying to create within the Christian community. When you see that it, where. The, places where you see places that does not exist you make jokes about it so that everybody gets the conversation going my whole show is just bringing humanity to like yeah you can love jesus but you can also be a human like what is there somebody said you know i made a joke about if you're in worship everybody's experience you're in worship and somebody childish but somebody next to you farts (laughs) what is to is that funny yes yes because you're funny. human. Yeah. Don't, like, and people have crushed me on the, oh, I can't believe you would make joke about something holy. I'm not saying worship isn't to be right. any, I'm just saying you're a human being. You're a human yeah. being. And so like when you're pastor, I roast these certain mega, because he's a human. Mm-hmm. And so like every news article on Twitter for Trump or for everybody should just be like, person does human being thing. Person does a thing that human beings do. Yeah. Lie, hide, cheat, steal, <laughs> manipulate. That Because people are broken. Even you, if you like, I'll be like, oh man, like, yeah, it, if you heard something about me, you'd be like, oh man, that's a bummer, but I don't love him less. Right. I know I, yeah, I, that's not surprising that no. that's a bummer, yeah. but I don't, yeah, I get it. You, yeah. Instead of like. Get him out yeah, or like get, him. get all his books out of Lifeway or whatever, <laughs> whatever they do to Christians, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on, man. But it's, it's a, I don't know, we can talk about it all day, but it's very, it's fear, very fear based. Like a, like if I talked about, uh, I don't talk much on my Instagram about being like a serious, but at one time I went off on people that had a, instead of elf on a shelf, shepherd on a search. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I remember this Christians like trying to you think this god that you entitled you gave your life to that's orchestrating the planet is intimidated by elf on shelf he's not you are yeah and let's say what we did to uh rob bell 
it's it's his theology didn't line up exactly with ours. So what do we do? Took him out of life. Get him out. Get it because that's easier than reading the book and saying, "I like this, 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 and this part. I didn't like this part." Mm-hmm. It's easier to just throw it. So if says, "Am I a Christian com- comedian?" If he is, everything he says. Yep. If he's not, everything he says, get it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what Christians like to do. He's like, "Oh, this is a whatever music." Oh, he's not a Christian. We'll get him out. Mm-hmm. If he is a Christian, then let our kids listen to it. Send it around to everybody, and we got these horrible bands on Christian radio or whatever talking about they're like, cause they're Christian. We've accepted them as Christian. Yeah. So we, we have to yeah. like the, I've long since it's not a secret, but God's not dead is for sure. The worst movie on planet <laughs> earth. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, man. Let's be real. I've but, not seen it. I don't know. But we were like, as Christians, we're like, we have, we're to, really excited about we it. We have, this is a thing. We have that, to go see it. We have to support it. I remember in college, uh, Chronicles of Narnia came out yeah. and a bunch of students were going to go Same type thing. to yeah. go see it. And you protested against no. it. <laughs> I did. Yeah. You're that like, sounds <laughs> yeah. All these Christians going to see Chronicles of Narnia. Cause that's our thing. I'm yeah, not going. And not then you tried to rally it. people to not that's go. That's not true. That is very true. <laughs> oh. <might> <laughs> yeah. Well, John, thanks for uh, joining me. I know this was more of a serious conversation than maybe what people are expecting, but um, I think when it comes to our role in with, especially within grace church, I think it's our role to, to be authentic and to be, to say things as they are and to call things out for as they are. And yeah. you are somebody that I've, I've really, really wanted to talk to you about this in the context of why you do what you do. And I, I think there's a lot of really good, impactful and, um, inspirational things that people can pull from, conversations like this so thank yeah. you for being here we've well, i think we've had conversations on like on like things on our twitter timeline yeah if it's like i don't agree with it i don't politically or or morally or ethically i it, it, like i want to get that off get it off my timeline yeah why or like sometimes like there's certain people that like say i'm like we're going back in. I just now tried we're to wrap this up. Right, go back. Yeah, we'll come back in. Anyway, yeah, there's, it's the only okay. The thing I need to talk it's about okay Twitter is you yeah. need to you need to unblock me. Yeah, that's what we're, no, I didn't block you. I you just block. muted me. <laughs> John, thanks for joining us today, and uh, hopefully next time you come to Grace, you've got nothing but People great things have, to say. Because we're going to be a community that that you don't have to make jokes about. And we'll do well, like I'll still be in the meet and greet line one time at my show, and somebody comes up like, "Where'd you first hear about me?" They're like, "Between Sundays." Yes, <laughs> we're on the map. We just got the John Chris bump. You got it. Thanks, John. You got it. Yeah.